Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson, along with Michael Murgans. We're broadcasting live today from Ramey Motors in Purvis, Mississippi. Glad to have the Eagle Hour back on the road and glad you're tuned in with us this afternoon. Going to be talking a little later to Dakota Baker. He's one of the sales guys down here at Ramey Motors. Uh, since we were here last, a lot to talk about regarding boats and uh G3 boats with Yamaha engines now available here at Ramey Motors, along with a great selection of all sorts of stuff, from uh, Mahindra tractors uh, to Gravely Lawn Service Care products. Uh, they've just about got it all. Cars, trucks, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, it's all here at Ramey Motors in Purvis. Uh, Dawson, back at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Michael here with us on location as we get ready to enjoy another edition of the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for sponsoring the first segment of every show. Dickie's, uh, you can enjoy their great fall-off-the-bone ribs, hickory-smoked brisket, other great foods that they cook in-house every day. And, of course, as we remind you every day, Dickie's uh, will cater any event for you, large or small. You can sit back, you can relax, and you can let Dickie's do the cooking. Okay, guys, so we're down here in Purvis, and uh, we don't have baseball games to talk about, but an interesting article, Luke, that I pulled off the Conference USA website this morning. 30 Conference USA players now have so far been drafted uh, by Major League Baseball, and I'm, uh, it's, it's the most, by the way, let's see, it was the uh, most number of players since 2015. Matt Walner of USM was the first player to go off the board. All 12 Conference USA teams had at least one player chosen. But here's what sort of surprised me. The teams that had the most kids drafted, Florida Atlantic, Rice, and Florida International, all with five players apiece. Just shows you uh, some of the success from those teams was was from an athletic talent perspective. You can look at the Golden Eagles uh, and, and uh, you know, the lack. You only had two guys. You have a couple signees that go. We'll talk about those later. But it just kind of shows you the strength of Southern Miss this year wasn't individual talent. It was cohesiveness, especially down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Walner, of course, uh, goes, and he's the player of the year. But, you know, interesting, Matt Cantorino, who uh, the Golden Eagles had a tough time with in that first tournament game down in Biloxi, he goes 54th overall. And who does he go to? The Minnesota Twins. So uh, you have the best hitter and the best pitcher in Conference USA going to the same organization. Well, let me correct myself, too. Florida Atlantic and Florida International both had five kids. Rice actually had six players drafted off, uh, which obviously was a talented Rice baseball team. It, it was, and, and we saw that. And it was a, a team, you know, you wonder some about the transition uh, between Coach uh, Braga and Coach Graham. But we, we heard a couple years ago how the coach at FIU was a great recruiter. You know how I think uh, two years ago they had the top uh, three recruiting class in the whole nation. So you see that now. Golden Eagle fans, you know, don't need to read too much into it. Um, Golden Eagle fans need to be thankful that Gabe Montenegro wasn't drafted. They need right. to be thankful that Gidry or Powell wasn't drafted. And so you've only got really one 
glaring hole. It's a big hole, but only one glaring hole to fill. All right, so obviously the team loses Waldner. He's the only underclassman to leave, but you indicate there may be a couple of kids that had signed to come to Southern Miss that are now in jeopardy. Yeah, the, the biggest hole was a kid named Cody Milligan. Uh, he played out in community college in uh, in Kansas. I think he swiped 30-something bags this year out there. He went ninth over our uh, ninth round. So it, it, it's pretty given. He hasn't said it, but it's pretty much he's gone. Another pitcher, Dallas Dyer, is from the Jackson area. Uh, he went 20 or 21st round. Looks like he's going to go professional also. There was one more signee in the 32nd round, but he's going to come to Hattiesburg, it looks like. Uh, is the kid that was drafted in the 21st round, is he definitely out? I, I've, I've heard that that's, that's what it is. He'll go professional. Milligan hasn't announced as of last night, but you get drafted in the ninth round out of community college. That's probably your ceiling as far as a, a draft pick. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah, he, it looks like he would go. Big difference, though, isn't it, from the ninth round to the 21st round? It is. And it's a whole lot between the fifth round and the ninth round. So why would a kid coming out of high school gets drafted 20, 21st, 22nd round? What, what, is, what is the incentive for them to do that as opposed to going to college? Um, because of the development. I mean, it depends on what you're hearing, you know. Uh, it just it depends on the situation, depends on the athlete, depends on what he wants to do. This is a kid is you know personal dreams always been to play baseball, and he's given a chance to be playing baseball. You know, versus uh, he, he may see who didn't get drafted or who did get drafted in a situation, so he knows where he may be on the pecking order on a college roster. But it's just so much is going on in that one situation that every situation is unique. May not like school. May not could want be. to go to school. Could Maybe be. He just wants to play baseball and doesn't <laughs> want to have to study. It could be. Yeah. Would that be your your case? That would have definitely been my case, yes. <laughs> Although I didn't have any skill to play baseball, I still didn't want to study. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, I think that's that's what it is. It's every situation is unique. And uh, it is kind of, you know, 20th, 21st round. Uh, there was a kid last year for Southern Miss that got drafted in that, but he he, he came to school. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's the unique atmosphere of it. The reason that you see the between a junior and a senior in college, the signing bonus or uh, the draft position is these major league clubs want to have a kid for as long as you can have them for developmental reasons. So there's less incentive for them to to sign and pay somebody as a high, as a college senior senior than it would be for a college junior, and that's why Walner is. Walner is a true junior. I mean, he's a true 21-year-old, and that's why you you see he went as high as he did. You know, so and, and kids are so different. I was telling you before we went on the air about a kid we interviewed two or three years ago on this show that was out of high school, way away from home, in a hotel room when we talked to him. Not happy. I mean, yeah. you could just hear the kid. He, he he was homesick. He he wasn't happy. But I guess it varies from kid to kid. It does. I guess we just do fine in that environment. Some kids, you know, light it up. And, and you think about not just the American side of it. You got kids uh, in the international draft. They live right. family and country, you know, and they come here. And right. You you look at these professional organizations. They've got stuff on the inside to to deal with some of that. But minor league ball man, it's a lonely road sometimes. Oh, it really yeah. is. Yeah. So so fifty kids, I think, is what we said uh, out of conference. Yes. No. I'm sorry. Thirty. 30 players out of Conference USA drafted. Again, we talk a lot about the lack of respect Conference USA gets when it comes to seeding and tournaments and things of that nature, but clearly there's talent in the league. There is, and 
when you see the lack of Eagles getting drafted and the host of Owls and Panthers and and uh, both Owls, Florida Atlantic and Rice, hey, it's a good thing because <laughs> some well, of their talent has moved on to greener pastures. Well, yeah, you're glad to see that. You know, you're glad to see them, uh, their team get uh, lose a lot of their good juniors. Yeah, for sure. But overall, the Golden Eagles come out pretty well this year. It's been a lot worse in the past. It has. The, the cupboard has been bare. I mean, you, you graduate one starting pitcher this year, uh, but you keep your Friday night guy. So now you know you got Powell and Shepard. I mean, you're, you're half, two-thirds of your rotation's already settled. Um, you lose your big hitter, but you keep your two-hole hitter. You know, you keep your leadoff man. Get Montenegro um, the last month of the season, just to put it in perspective, 81 hits. In the tournament, 10 of 17. I mean, in the regional, 10 of 17. He could, he's, he's the best leadoff hitter in Conference USA right now. He could have got drafted. He didn't. Uh, you're you're in great shape. You lose uh, one starter, uh, and you lose a couple of relievers out of the bullpen. Catcher's the big hole mm-hmm. right now. Is Bowen going to step in and do that, or is there going to be somebody else that comes in? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you keep Bowen's back. Can you go this late, say, to a junior college and take a kid and bring him in for next year? Sure you could. I mean, so there's no limitation on that. I mean, you don't find yourself in a position where, oh, we've got one catcher now, and we can't go get another kid right now. No, I mean, what Coach Kaye and what Coach Ballman said earlier in the week, just about they're thankful. We're frustrated as fans that the the draft happens in the middle of the season. They're thankful. They would want it to happen in April if they could, yeah, so that they would know where everything is and they can they can line the up. The chances are they're out looking for a catcher. I would think so. On that. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so as well. Yeah. Okay, so it could have been worse. Is that the conclusion? It could have been a whole lot worse. Uh, we could have had potentially three or four underclassmen drafted, and you only have one. I remember a couple of years ago when we lost two of our three starting pitchers and our best relief pitcher yes. to the draft. It was tough. 17 was tough. Yeah. Uh, when I remember you and I, that they were going on the air, and we knew we're about to lose Kurt McCarty and Taylor Braley. And uh, possibly one more today, and right. it was just a right. really tough. Well, it wasn't good, and, and you know, you well, you're looking back for nothing, but you look back and you wonder, you know, had the draft not intervened so in the program, particularly that year, if you had both of those guys coming back the next year, plus the reliever that was so plus good, Landlin, uh, yeah, what kind of ball team would you have put on the field? You'd have would you have had a World Series. You'd have had four starters. Right, you had four crazy good starters. But what does Kelly say? If if what is it? If uh, candy and if if and butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. That's right. Yeah, that's right. All right, we're at Remy Motors in Purvis. Uh, Michael is with us. Luke, Bob, Dalton, back at the First Bank Studios. When we come back, going to talk to Dakota Baker here at Remy Motors. Stay with us.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour, broadcasting live today from Ramey Motors down here in Purvis. Our third, our third trip here, man. We're always excited and happy to be down here with these guys. You know, Ramey Motors is amazing, Luke. If I were a wealthy man like you, I could come down here, I could buy a truck, I could buy a side-by-side and the trailer to pull it on, and I could buy a boat as well, all in one location. Well, because that, that is uh, my social status, Bob. I've already talked to Dakota Baker. We've got all that lined up. I need you to sign the paperwork on your way I out. I got there. you. I got you. But you can literally do it all. And we're all in a dream right now as we'll wait. Right, yeah. we're all. This is where if you don't have a man card simply walking in, they hand you one, and then they start showing you around. Yeah. Because this is every man, every man's dream. Just looking around, I'm, I'm leaned up on uh, one of these Honda Talons behind me. It's a great place. Now, here's the cool thing, and, and Dakota Baker joins us now from Ramey Motors. If I'm sitting in Greenwood today, and I'm in the market for a boat, and I've been looking at a G3 boat with a Yamaha engine, I can pick up the phone and call you, and you can take care of that right over the Lickety phone. split, man. Easy breezy. We, we got a bunch of lenders we go through. Um, we try to make it painless because you know boats are a little bit harder. You got three separate things: you got trailer, motor, trailer, and the boat. But I mean, it's it's a simple process that we've got down to a T, man. Thirty minutes, you can be in and out of here. Boat on the way to you. All right, tell us about the new G3 boats because this is relatively new since we started coming down. G3 used to be its own company, but actually, a lot of people don't know Yamaha actually owns G3. So they make some premium boats. I mean, but they've got it all. You've got crappie boats. You've got bay boats. You've got duck boats, small river boats. You've got tunnel boats. You can throw your jet drives on. They cover every aspect of market other than deep-sea fishing. They just, from from one end to the other of the spectrum, man, you can advertise, let's see, on these. Which one was it? So that's a bay boat sitting out here. Yeah, like that's, that's kind of the entry-level bay boat, but we have ordered a couple that are just loaded to the gill just right. for the guys that are ready to get after it and don't want to wait on accessories. Mm-hmm. But we've got, I think we ordered... We ordered 45 more boats the other day just, just to bring them on. <laughs> I mean, why not? Just 45. 45 more. I mean, we we don't have enough, really. So we ordered about 10 more pontoons, about 10 more bay boats, and 20 more river boats slash duck boats for our guys around here. You made some salesmen very happy, didn't you? Oh, Lord, when you, yeah. When you bought yeah, the 45 Yeah, he said, 45, boats, is that all you want? I said, well, I mean, I guess we could jump into 50 if you're looking for a big yeah. round number here. But we ordered 25 to begin with. We're already at 70, so... Because every time we hang out, we talk guns and shotguns and a whole lot of duck hunters um, in South Mississippi, North Mississippi, and the Delta. Absolutely. This, G3 makes an incredible product for, for guys that, uh, that that's their passion. you got a 15DK, the 16DK, and the 18DK. Anywhere from a, on the 18s, you can go 70-pound 70, 70 uh, thrust, and then you can do on the back, you can do a 70-horse uh, tiller handle. Um, and they all come in with built-in lights on the front. So you got, like, headlights basically on your duck boat. Um, the 18's, the 18's pretty tough. It's a big boat, man. That's, that's to get all the guys to the hole and some of your bigger bodies of water. But now the 15 DK and 16, they're rugged and small to get back here and then flooded timber and stuff like that. Those are, those are, they're, they're tough boats, man. So duck hunters out there, they could come and tell you they're set up and where they hunt and bam, you got a, you can pigeonhole it right there. Got all three of them. All the ones they need, man. I mean, the 15 DK and 16, there's not a big, big difference. I mean, you can haul more in your 16, but a lot of guys around here are going to run the 15 and 16 DK because of price. I mean, 15 DK is going to be around 11, 9, and the 13s, or the 
16 will be around 13.5. I mean, and that's just your motor off. You can go to 16 and put the smaller motor and be the right. same money. But that's, I mean, it's just we got every option they want. Right. That's what we want to keep. Now, being from the Delta, I know a little bit about boats because we fished a lot up there. There is no finer outboard engine than a Yamaha. No, no, they tried and true, man, and it's. I feel like everybody plays catch up with them, honestly. Right. I think that's Especially right. in the four stroke market, I know they're getting away from two stroke stuff. I think totally, but man, these show motors. I mean, they run like a two stroke, but you get the you get the fuel economy of a four stroke. Right, right. Every boat dealer I ever dealt with up in North Mississippi would recommend Yamaha or Mercury. Oh yeah, the, those were the two names yep. that came up. And really, Yamaha, you just can't get any better. No, Yamaha really is the is the cream of the crop in our opinion. Um, never, I've never really dealt much with Mercury. Uh, Suzuki's up on the rise, though. Yeah. Suzuki's making a good motor as well. Now they're 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 competitive, very competitive. Well, that's the most important thing when you buy a boat. I mean, the yeah. last thing you want is to get stranded with no power. Absolutely, man. And that's you don't have to worry about that. It's not, mm-hmm. not a lot of fun. Oh, Lord, no. I, I've, I've always had Yamaha. I mean, dude, just like my boat. Went down to the camp the other day. It's been sitting up seven months. I didn't do my part and go down there and crank it. Dude, it took two turnovers. Boom. Fired off. Put it right. in gear. Ran it down the river for an hour. Went out in the marsh, fished, no problems. Just it, it's just tried and true. It's like it's almost like a Honda four wheeler. You just know they're going to perform, man. Day in, right. day out. So you're just beginning to see the beginnings of what people are going to see in boats out Absolutely, here. Absolutely, man. Where are you going to put them, Dakota? Y'all have to. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Got, I got to talk to my my general manager on the car side, and Kevin. Uh-huh. We may have to negotiate some terms on the cars, and maybe yeah. put some of the cars up on the party barges and. And yeah. rearrange some stuff, hook truck, his trucks to our boats, and this we got to find room somewhere. We'll yeah. figure it out. I don't know. That's a really good question. What kind of reaction have y'all got to this really diversified business here? A lot of people don't know we're here still, man. It's we're so new. People's like, oh, well, I seen your your Honda stuff, and they come in and like, oh my god, like dude, you have it all. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, right now we're running low on our like utility trailers, but dude, we've got sixty utility trailers coming. I mean, from a five by ten to a gooseneck. I mean, we're fixing to have all those available for the customers. Like, you buy a tractor. Well, if you don't have a big enough trailer, you're worried about man, gooseneck, something with fifty two hundred pounds, seven thousand pound. Axis. And if if you're like me, the, here's the thing: you pull up and you're just kind of like overwhelmed. This yeah. is crazy. People can go on the website and they can start writing down what y'all've got because your inventory is online. Oh yeah, and they can you know get. 10 or so that they want to look at and Absolutely. come in with them. That's the way that I roll. And I know there's a lot of people out there. Thank you. You pull up, you're just like, where do I start? And because there's stuff everywhere. Last time we were here, y'all had two talons right here where we are at the front door. Now you got three. Everywhere you look around, there's just stuff. We got seven now. <laughs> and we're, we're, I mean, we're trying to keep ahead of the game, man. I mean, last ones we put in here, we was on 35 and 22, 22s. I don't know if you heard the Mike Jones video, man, but we had a lot of hits on that thing, man. <laughs> and uh was the Cadillacs on 22s, and they'd done the talent on 22s. And it was good, man, good stuff, man, good stuff. But And, and a big, a big array of, of trucks and cars. But I want to talk while we have you here because it's lawn and garden season. Yes. And you carry a, you carry a full line of, of products for, for people that need riders, push mowers, trimmers, that sort of thing. The whole deal, man. You know, we got all the Gravely attachments, and, you know, a lot of people don't know we're a steel dealer. We have everything you need for steel. I mean, even our tractors, we got the small tillers, small discs, small section hairs. I mean, we really, we, like I said, we try to get to every end of the spectrum on everything. It's like, we what's cover. the spectrum? Okay, let's, what's the top name in that spectrum? Okay, we'll bring it in. Just cover it from the rooter to the tutor, man. That's, just, that's all you got to be with it. I mean, <laughs> can you say that, Michael, on the end? just did. So it's <laughs> contact. 
Okay. Oh, that's good. Michael says you're good. Okay. Kelly Sanders said a whole lot worse. Oh, yeah, I can. Kelly, yeah. So literally, I could come by everything I need to grow a garden. I could buy a boat. I could go catch fish, harvest a garden. Put all my food in the freezer with stuff I bought from Ramey Moe. Absolutely, man. Stuff I bought at Ramey Moe. I, I think we need yeah. to get a gun dealership here just for Luke. Yes, we got, awesome. we got to get our, our license to do some gun. I think it would make a sale. I mean, how many people say, hey, buy a truck, get a free gun? Right. Buy a boat. Right. Free shot. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a sucker for stuff. I might buy two. The outdoors capital of the world. Boom. I think it right is, there. Michael. I mean, it's just like a man's paradise. Yeah, I'm going to talk, talk to Ford now. When you get off the interstate and you, you come up the highway and... Somebody trimmed a couple of trees back, or maybe y'all just got stuff out because about a mile away, I can see it just hanging out now in the highway. Yep. If you haven't been here, people haven't been here. You got to come. I mean, uh, we're, I'm still pressing Bob for this uh, the Chevy down. Is this ferocious yeah. Camaro for sale? Absolutely, thing? man. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Everything here is for sale. Everything here is for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Kevin, your truck's for sale, too, right? Yeah. Everything we got for sale. Because we work a deal on that table right over there. Absolutely. I was going to tell you, I can share. I can, I can do zero down, zero percent interest for 12 months on that. <laughs> it really is amazing what you guys have. And if people have not been, it's just it's right here in Purvis. You need to come. You need to yeah. see it. You need to take take. Don't take a thirty minutes. Take a, take two hours to come. Oh, no, no, I like a day. Keep you here all day. day. Yeah. Do you have tire kickers a lot? You know, it just you know how it is. Every dealership's got the tire kickers, but usually, I mean, I would say what Kevin probably seventy five percent of our customers they may come kick tires, but eventually they're gonna they buy. But right. you've got too much not to buy. Well, here you are. It looks like to me you're taking pictures of a new Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. You got Taylor out there. there. He's uh, he's over our car side, man. He does. He kind of waits like right now the lights where he likes it, but he's uh, Taylor's up here what six six thirty every morning. And he gets and waits for that light to get just perfect. He takes pictures, really? gets them up. That's a beautiful car. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you have luxury cars, trucks, SUVs, small vehicles. Absolutely. We don't have to talk much about the vehicles, but you Yeah, Kevin's got them. Kevin's got twenty five plus years in the car industry. I mean, he's killing it since we brought him on. Car sales have doubled. I mean, he's been a huge asset to us over here, man. Killing it. Absolutely killing it. Now, this is getting prepared out here on this Lincoln for your Internet site, Yes, correct? sir. They've already took it back there, done all the inspections on it, checked everything out, made sure it's good to go to be put on Internet to be ready to sell. That's got Michael Bergen's written all over it. does. I like it. Lincoln, I like it. Michael wants to talk to you when the show's over. Absolutely, man. Nah, you know, I'm a, I'm a Chevy guy. He just gave me the go. Yeah, there's Chevys out there. Let me count them right now. Yeah, I'm 65, 70 Chevy. <laughs> yeah, what do we got, Kevin? All right, we're going to hold Dakota over. Dakota's a uh, former junior college baseball player. We want to talk a little bit about J- Juco baseball in Mississippi with Dakota Baker as we continue our broadcast from Ramey Motors in Purpose. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Check them out on Facebook. Great collection of Southern Miss memorabilia. Always something to do. Our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill invite you for the best lunch in Hattiesburg, eight ninety-five daily with a drink. 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Luke, Bob, Michael Mergens, live at Ramey Motors in Purvis, Mississippi. Dalton back in the First Bank studio in Hattiesburg. And we continue a conversation uh, with Dakota Baker here with Ramey Motors. And, again, all kinds of stuff, Mahindra, Honda, G3, Steel, everything that you want, uh, they've got here. But we'll talk some baseball uh, Dakota, we won't hold it against you that you learned uh, some of your earliest fundamentals from Kelly Sander. That was uh, sanctified out of you at a later time. And, oh, yeah. But uh, we, we had a great conversation yesterday with Mason Strickland. Next week, Eric Cord's coming on. Both of those guys were a part of the 2016 National Championship uh, at Jones. And junior college baseball, um, particularly junior college sports, amazing in Mississippi when you think about where they rank nationally. Uh, but Junior, junior college baseball, uh, a very important aspect of what goes on at Southern Miss, what goes on in this state uh, from a baseball perspective. And uh, we, we know you were in the middle of that, and a lot of guys right now, uh, we're talking about Cody Milligan, who, who was coming to Southern Miss. He gets drafted out of there, but out of a community college. You know, when you look at junior college uh, baseball, specifically in Mississippi, it is very strong and very competitive and very important for what happens. Oh, dude, you, I, I was, you know, I coming out of Purvis, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I can go to, like, Pearl River and shine. The competition won't be as, as good as I thought, dude. I, I honestly think when we was at Pearl River, I mean, there's, you know, JUCO teams in Mississippi can play D2 ball. I'm talking Division One, like Division Two. There's some teams that I believe we could have beat. I mean, definitely not Southern back in their heydays and stuff. But, man, the competition is ungodly. I had no clue. Everybody you play from, they've got – got dandy dozens here and there. And then here you've got an All-American out of Minnesota that you never even heard of that comes to Jones or comes just all down here. I mean, we had guys from Puerto Rico. I mean – I had no idea we were just like a travel corridor of the world for sports in JUCO. Baseball is one of those sports, Bob, that it is, it's a level, literally a level playing field. Right. You know, the only the only mountain on the baseball field is a pitcher's mound. That's it. And so many kids play it. And what the junior college, especially Mississippi, allows those kids, uh, you know, to shine. They may have been overlooked. They may have, uh, you know, somebody may have picked them up. But you look at what Pearl River just did. They've been in the World Series. Uh, Jones won the national championship a couple of years ago. I mean, uh, from a from a Southern Miss perspective, we should be thankful that we are in a state where there is so much junior college baseball that goes on. Well, I agree. And then the young man we talked to yesterday, Dakota, who had played at Jones and then played at USM, talked about the tightness uh, of of the team at Jones. That they lived together, they played ball together, they hung out together, they ate together. I got the impression it was just, it was certainly more of a family united atmosphere than perhaps you see at a Division One. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you're living in this little bitty dorm room. You eat together. You travel together. And you don't realize, I mean, in Juco Bowl, we travel a lot. I mean, of course, we're not, you know, going way, way off at four or five hours, Mississippi Delta. And y'all know they ain't got no lights. So you leave at four in the morning and you play ball. You, you know, go up there and you play all day and come back. And, I mean, it, it's it's family. It really is family. Well, as I used to do, and David does now, doing junior college football play-by-play, there's some long trips in junior college, aren't there, David? Yeah, there's there's some long travel uh, from oh, yeah. North Mississippi down to the Gulf Coast, and and you guys did all of that, don't you? Yeah, done all of it. Man, it's just I, I kind of wish they would do something, you know, last chance you 
East Mississippi football. Dude, we've got Pearl River. I mean, all these other places are the same way for baseball. I wish they would do something like that for baseball. Man. So what advice would you give to a kid that's in high school? And I'm sure there, I'm sure this must arise, that, that a kid comes out of high school, he's got his eyes set, he's going to play at USM or Ole Miss or wherever, and he doesn't get that offer. But he gets a junior college offer, and he thinks, ah, oh, man, I, you know, I, don't want, I want to play Division One baseball. What advice would you give that kid? I, I was I was kind of one of them, man. I didn't get a bunch of big looks. South Alabama looked at me hard. I was kind of a homebody, and I was like, man, I don't know about this JUCO thing. But you know, you, you talk to all your buddies, I'm like, man, JUCO, like JUCO is the real deal in Mississippi. You're not. I mean, it, it really is, dude. I, honest to goodness, I mean, when I left Pearl River, I think we had seven or eight guys go on to Division One here, Division Two there. I mean, it's every right. year, man. You get on Pearl River's page, you get on G- uh, Jones. All these guys are sitting guys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I honestly think it's just being overlooked sometimes. Mm-hmm. I really do. We had guys at, at Pearl River that should not have been at Pearl River. They should be playing D1 ball for people in Louisiana and things of that nature. And same, and we had some what, some dandy dozen guys from the Pine Belt on on Pearl River's team. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think some of that could have been great. And, and you know how that is. That's right, with everything, right. man. But I mean. Don't be scared to go Juco. I mean, you can get plenty of good looks. And, dude, you can go down there and kill it for two years and get drafted. And the same you can Well, yeah, there's a bunch of kids drafted off of, uh, I think several kids off Pearl yeah. River teams were, were drafted. I mean, I mean, I, honestly, Juco, I would go play Juco ball because you've got one better opportunity to go start and shine down there. Right, and then, you right. and then you know, when I was there, Hot Power and them, I mean, they had so many connections, man, especially in the fall. Dude, you had, you had Kansas City. You had – Four or five scouts down there a week. Right. You know, his brother being AAA ball player, they had the guys there for you to look at you. Right. There was always somebody there. Now, you went to Pearl River. Right. So I'm sure you would think Pearl River is vastly superior to the program at Jones. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, dude, whenever I was getting recruited, they were building a new stadium. And I mm-hmm. I went to Pearl River because all the guys, Summerall, Oak Grove, all the guys I knew, they went to Pearl River. Pearl and, River. and then I followed Kyle Lindsey. I'm, you know, Kyle just got the job there at Columbia. You know, big, good arm out of Purvis Pearl River, and then you know on the uh, championship team in '09, going to World Series with Southern. So, and I wanted to, I wanted Kyle to coach for me, man. And they, they done a good job with us down there, man. They really did. Um, Guys, what is it about baseball that people in Mississippi love baseball so much? Per capita, there's no greater baseball state in the world than, no, than there's Mississippi. No, there's not. There's not. And why is that? You think? Where, where does the love affair come from? It's just it goes back to those three names that you always throw out: Ferris, Polk, and Benson. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's the three names you 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 don't find that much that many people that have impacted the game of baseball nationally in that small of a of an area. Mm-hmm. And so, what that's caused is that that caused Mike Bianco twenty years ago to want to coach at the University of Mississippi. Right. That caused Mississippi State to be the premier baseball job in America. That caused Southern Miss. You you see them from reaching. No regionals until you know 1997, whenever it was, and to now you know 16, and it, it's because there is from the very beginnings in this state, kids play t-ball. They do, mm-hmm. yeah. and then and it's just built into who they are. We forget Dizzy Dean's buried 30 miles this way. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. so much travel ball around here, man. It's so competitive. I mean, every it never stops. You don't have to stop if you want to play ball year round around here, man. It's it's wide open. Did you do all the travel ball stuff? I did, but my mom and dad, they I had a friend that kind of wore his arm out, and they said, look, if you want to play travel ball, that's fine. The skill level is higher there. 
It's not like, you know, a little Dieter Dome ball. And, he's, and they was like, I want you to get that kind of exposure and let's see what you're about. So I quit here, and I'd done travel ball for about four or five years. And it made me a lot better ball player. Because, I mean, dude, you're playing hand-selected teams like the Banditos, Mississippi Braves. You're talking top five teams in the country. And down there in little old Gulfport, Mississippi, they had the World Series, man, and you'd have 135, 140 teams come in and just get after it. Mm-hmm. You know, coaches don't like travel ball players. Oh, it's, it's very demanding, man. Yeah. It is. Yeah, we, we hear a lot from college coaches who just don't think it's a good idea. Well, see, that, that's where mom and dad come in. They're like, you know, I, I'm not sitting here letting you play Dieter Dome, All-Stars, and this, and being in eighth grade playing junior high ball. They said, you can play junior high and travel ball. But once you get in high school, we're playing. And I'm guessing football. you played more than one sport in high school. Yeah, I played football and baseball. And, and, after, and that's what coaches tell us they like. They like, they like kids that play different sports. And, uh, you know, back, of course, now I'm a lot older than you guys, but back in the eons ago when I was involved in sports, pretty much everybody played football, basketball, baseball. Yep. I mean, you just played all the sports at your school. Oh, yeah. It was largely the same group of guys, you know, that oh, yeah. uh, that played, but not so much now, I gather. No, really. I mean, once I got to be a freshman, I, I kind of started to focus more on, on baseball. I mean, I, I had the knack for it a little bit better. Um, I wanted to play golf, too, but that, that was that was, uh, <laughs> that, that had been the smartest. Yeah, that, that definitely did mess with the swing too much in baseball and, and playing at the same time. So, But, yeah, it, it is weird, man, because, I mean, there was about seven or eight of our seniors that year, my senior year, that you know we we quit playing football our freshman years to focus on baseball, as did some guys on the football team. Mm-hmm. And we could have made each other better teams, full teams, you know. But it is weird, and I'm, I I have regretted not fully playing high school football throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a hotbed of talent here, though, isn't there? In oh South my lord, dude! I mean, what's this? What's this little Noah McGee guy I keep seeing on Facebook? That dude's rocking. He's was he? I don't. I think he is Adam McGee or mm-hmm. something like that. He's uh, they say he's he's doing really well. Where's where's he going? They don't know yet. No idea. I'm just excited about Dustin, Dustin Dickerson and Billy Garrity. Yeah, coming to Pete Taylor Park next year. Yep. Yeah. 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 Eagles, Eagles. You know they lose. They're going to lose two or three guys. Um, but the plethora and talent that's coming in, and the plethora of talent that didn't get drafted, yeah. made me feel pretty good. I think more than I even feel about this year. All right. But the kind of thanks, man. We appreciate that insight. Appreciate y'all coming. All right, we're at Ramey Motors. We're going to wrap things up next on the Eagle Hour Stewards. Southern Miss to the top. Back at Ramey Motors in Purvis, Mississippi, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Gulfport Home Center, largest inventory of manufactured housing in Mississippi. Check them out on Highway 49 in Gulfport. Luke, Bob, Michael, Dalton back in the First Bank Studios in 
Hattiesburg, Samantha Papp, senior catcher for Southern Miss, named as a NCAA Division One academic All-American. So not only a great player behind the plate, but a great player in the classroom. Congratulations to Samantha. If you are halfway disappointed that the Golden Eagles are not in a Super Regional this weekend, you can take heart because there is a Golden Eagle tonight, actually three Golden Eagles tonight, competing for national championships in the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field National Championships in Austin, Texas. The men's high jump, Eric Richards will compete tonight at 7 p.m. in the finals of the high jump. John Warren will compete at 7.40 in the triple jump. And then Caleb Parker is one of eight uh, runners, sprinters, in the men's 110-meter hurdles. He'll be competing at 8.12. So in a span of about an hour and 15 minutes, three Golden Eagles will be competing for a national championship. Again, high jump at 7, triple jump at 7.40, and then the 110-meter hurdles at 8.12. Those will be on ESPN, uh, UESPN2, and I think if you just have to watch ESPN, you uh, will be able to, to view that. So uh, congratulations to those guys competing for a national championship tonight out in Austin, Texas. Kevin Matisse who's in charge of all of the cars and trucks and all these beautiful automobiles we see out there, uh, joins us now here. And, man, a lot to look at out in that parking lot. Yes, absolutely, and it's getting prettier and prettier every day. It really is. We've we've got some uh, very very nice uh, pieces of inventory that uh, the owner has uh, purchased, and uh, some nice, beautiful low miles, uh, high end imports too that are extremely reasonably priced. We were uh, while we've been here, we're looking out in the parking lot, and, and several guys have pulled up in some cars and very meticulously taking pictures of it. And I know people can go on your website, and and uh, you guys, you know, want to show people what you have. But yeah, a lot of the the inventory is on the website. People can uh, come in here with a list of the cars they want to look at. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what we're hoping for. Come see us. You talked about some of those high-end imports. Tell us some more about some of those because people's ears always perk up when you hear that. Right. Uh, well, for instance, we've got a 2016 Mercedes-Benz E350. It's only got 13,000 original wow. miles on it. The car is a cream puff. Uh, it's a $50,000 car all day long. 34.9 wow. here at Ramey Motors. Uh, and that's that's the owner going out there meticulously finding those kind of deals. And instead of putting that car out there for, for way above uh, uh, what it should be priced at, he puts it reasonably priced. The average everyday guy can afford things like this. And that's what we're going for. Lincoln pulled up here a minute ago. I'm looking out. I see GMCs. Uh, uh, Michael Mergens can be okay. There's Chevys out there. There's all kinds of stuff, you know, that's out there. Any, anything uh, going on right now car-wise that people need to know about, reasons for them to come in and, and uh, to, to look at all this massive inventory you guys have? Uh, yes. Uh, the owner just went and dropped every car on the uh, um, Internet, uh, another $2,000. Uh, <laughs> so we are definitely trying to move this. Uh, we we want a fast turn on it. But the great thing about it is, is everybody that purchases a vehicle from Ramey Motors can feel confident because we stand behind it. Uh, everything comes with a 90-day uh, virtually a uh, uh, bumper-to-bumper warranty. Anything mechanical or electrical goes wrong with that vehicle, uh, we'll fix it. 
I, even if you're from out of town, uh, I've had uh, I've had customers run into a problem with something, and they they can't come all the way back here. So the owner says, just send them a check. We'll pay for it wherever they're at. Wow. And that you don't get, friends, very often. You don't. And so it, it's a combination here at Ramey Motors, not just uh, great inventory. And, again, just looking around, man, the stuff you guys got here. But it's the professionalism, and people can be reassured when they buy. They're getting a good product, and you guys stand behind everything you sell. Absolutely. Well, that's good. Well, man, we appreciate you you joining us today, and uh, people need to come see Kevin and, and come see Kevin and come talk to Kevin about all of these uh, great stuff you you got out here, Bob. You you got already one picked out, right? You, I got a couple things picked out. Okay. I'm gonna talk some before I leave. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm for those boats. Yeah, I'm in for. Yeah, what's the deal, Kevin? We worked out with that. Uh, the, y'all going to be putting cars on party barges and party barges <laughs> on cars? And, well, well, I think I think the answer to it would be a good thing is if we built a parking garage, a multi-tiered <laughs> parking garage. We could have uh, various things on each level. You people can come in and see. Knowing the way you guys think, it probably will happen in in, in about two well, months. But be the tallest building in Purvis. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys hosting us today and, and, and it's it's always great to be down here at Grammy Motors. Absolutely, thanks. All right guys, we didn't get a chance to get to it. I'm gonna hold the article. Uh, next week uh, you know we'll talk a little football and uh, you two guys will be happy because some articles I've been reading talking big things about the Chicago Bears and the New Orleans. And although there's nothing good about the Redskins, we'll show you we're sure you're pulling out of thin air, Bob. We'll talk about them as well, of course. All right, that wraps it up at Ramey Motors. We thank these folks for having us down. Back tomorrow or back Monday at 1 o'clock. More Eagle Hour. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.